Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. Now, what is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they are doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Morgan Roddy, she, her, hers, pronouns, owner of Queer Chocolatier. We're brought to you today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up? A virtual coffee talk. Oh, another coffee uh, talk. Yes, we love those. Well, we got to learn. Yes, be productive and learn about happy accidents, taking the road not taken. It's going to be on December 3rd from 8 o'clock to 9.30. And it's presented by James Mitchell and Lisa Hensel of Minatrista. 8 a.m. So I'm going to need plenty of coffee, which now Dunkin' Donuts is open uh, right here. That's what I've heard. And you can get your coffee, go back home. <laughs> We're recording this on the day that Dunkin' opens, and apparently it's the line is around the block and it's ridiculous so well who's presenting this i just said james mitchell and lisa hensel of minatrista james mitchell the guy we know yeah the guy we know lisa hensel i don't think we do know but she sounds awesome too isn't it fantastic that you can change your mind and create all these happy things who said that i'm gonna guess bob ross since it's written down right ding 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 (laughs) do you sometimes think that you've made a mistake or maybe ten thousand? yes if you listen to our banter from last episode you'll know that i've made a lot of mistakes lately and i'm trying to embrace them as happy accidents. When it comes to your life as a professional or otherwise, would it surprise you to know that many other accomplished professionals feel likewise? No, they don't. I think they do. They're just totally professional and they... They've got their stuff together all the time and they never make mistakes, Absolutely. Wrong. That's something I've learned is so wrong. (laughs) That is so wrong. People are thinking, how did I get here? Where am I going? If you're feeling stuck and want to change, or if you're in the midst of change and want a light at the end of the tunnel, join the club and this conversation. With Bob Ross as our guide, we will examine together how our happy accidents have brought us to where we are and our current can inform our future when it comes to vision and goals. Sounds very interesting. When's it going to happen again? It's going to be Thursday, December 3rd from 8 to 9.30. Join us for coffee for the virtual coffee talk at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Morgan Roddy, she, her, and hers pronouns, owner of Queer Chocolatier. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you both for having me. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Sure. Absolutely. Now, I think you're the first person we've done that with. So would you explain to our audience what that's all about? Absolutely. Pronouns. pronouns. They're very important. And it helps normalize, particularly if you're cisgender. And cisgender is simply the way to describe somebody who identifies with the gender that they were assigned when they were born. So if you're a cisgender person and you explain your pronouns, It makes it a little bit more normalizing and comfortable for folks who may be gender diverse in some ways. Alongside that, too, when people ask, you know, what are your preferred pronouns? The word preferred probably can be taken out of that question because it's not a preference. It's the pronouns you use. So if you want to ask somebody what their pronouns are, just ask what their pronouns are. You don't have to add that extra word in there. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, and I know at the uh, when we'll talk about the shop and everything, but you use your pronouns on your name tags for your employees, too. I think that's really cool. It was really cool. And that was Sherry's idea. We had them made locally as well. Okay. So she when she taught an in-person class, 
she had um, the hello, my name is stickers, and she would have it at the beginning of the class for people to come in and write their pronouns on so that the students would know each other better. And then uh, we decided that we'd go ahead and, you know, mobilize that for the shop too. And and there was a couple of folks that we actually had multiple name tags for because, you know, gender is flexible and sometimes they would want to use a she pronoun and the next time maybe they'd want to use a they pronoun and, you know, it works out pretty good. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, you mentioned your partner. Tell mm-hmm. us about her. She's been on the podcast before. Oh, Sherry is amazing. Uh, Sherry is responsible for why you have queer chocolatier anyway, so thank her or blame her, whichever way you want <laughs> okay. to take that. Okay. <laughs> uh, but Sherry and I went to grad school at Ball State together. That's where we met in 2010. And we both have our master's in sociology from Ball State. And then it was, you know, a few years later that we reconnected in 2015. And, uh, you know, between graduating in 2012 and then reconnecting in 2015, both of our lives had changed quite a bit. And we hit it off really quick, and we got married in December of 2015. We're coming up on our five-year anniversary. Very nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Awesome. Now tell us about the shop. Oh, the shop is a great place that is currently closed due to the <laughs> pandemic. Yes. Uh, yes. Isn't everything. Um, so pre-pandemic. Yes. Tell us that story because you weren't always on the corner there in the Ball State Village. So. No, sure wasn't. So we launched Queer Chocolatier in August of 2017. And the way we got our start was with through the farmer's markets and maker's markets here in town. Um, and then we had an online presence as well. But we really emphasized the building of our business with our local communities. So we were at Minatrista every week and we went to the uh, Muncie Makers Market as well, started to build up an online following. And then uh, we moved into the Murray building just Mm -hmm. down here, down the block from you. And we had like a little retail space because what it turned out was um, I make my truffles, you know, pretty much to order. And so a farmer's market would be on Saturday. So Friday night, I'm making truffles, have them ready for Saturday. And then if I didn't sell out, I'd have like truffles left right. over, which like, is... What am I going to do with all these? Well, other than eat them, which is naturally <laughs> what I would do. <laughs> but uh, the way to make sure that my product wasn't going to waste was open a retail shop. And so we had um, a little small space, about, I don't know, 200 square feet upstairs in the second floor of the Murray building. And people would come up and grab some chocolate and go back downstairs. And it was pretty neat. It was a nice way to kind of introduce people to what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And we started to add kind of events as well. So we started doing guided chocolate tasting events there. And that was a really cool thing to do. And at some point, Sherry was like, we really need to find a place in the village. And I was like, that's just impossible. How are you going to find a place in the village? And we drove, I was just driving driving around running errands one day and it was a Sunday and I saw a big old four lease sign in the window and I thought I'll just write down the number and I went home I was like oh yeah by the way Sherry I saw this uh sign in the window and she goes call him I'm like it's Sunday she's like call them <laughs> <laughs> so we went ahead and signed the lease and uh took possession of the keys in January of 18 but it took a long time for us to open the shop and mm-hmm. it, it's a lot of blood sweat and tears that I'm sure I'll be able to spill more here during our conversation mm-hmm. but then we opened uh for business there on small business saturday of 2018 so we're coming up on two-year anniversary next week yeah your shop's very interesting i've been there (laughs) a few times things like that but Mm -hmm. it's become a gathering place yeah tell us about that and it's something that i would joke that i've opened a sociology shop (laughs) (laughs) and i just happen to sell chocolate but it's been a really cool place where people can come and feel comfortable and at ease and um you know queer folk in particular don't have a lot of spaces that cater to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, primarily, the first thing that comes to mind are queer bars, mm-hmm. uh, which is great, but at the same time, that locks out a certain age group. Mm-hmm. And as people are coming into their own understandings at younger and younger ages, I mean, they're kind of left out in the cold from hanging out in the community that way. 
Um, and also for folks who are queer and of age where they can consume alcohol, maybe they have self-medicated and they don't want to be around the temptation of alcohol. Mm-hmm. So a queer sober space that's all ages accessible is fairly new, but you can tell uh, if you come through any media um, that looks for such things. Um, you know, queer sober spaces are really on the rise. It's hard to do because alcohol is a big ticket money item. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And so it is it is a challenge, but... You know, a lot of young folks come and hang out and, and really just enjoy the camaraderie. And people will be sitting on one side, maybe doing their homework, and somebody be sitting on the other side. And all of a sudden, conversation strikes up and people make friends. So it's mm-hmm. pretty cool just everybody's pretty casual and just enjoys the space. I like that. Now, you do have the vice of chocolate, though. As oh, a yes. Well, Different yeah. sort of temptation. <laughs> now, you also have uh, drinkable chocolate. Oh, yes. Hot chocolate? All kinds of chocolate. Or is it just drinkable chocolate? What's, Drinking what's chocolate, it? sipping chocolate, those are the two kind of phrases. Yeah. Um, now, hot chocolate is usually made from cocoa powder. Yeah. And mine is when you melt down chocolate that's already made. So it's okay. much more indulgent. And I kind of use the loose analogy of brewed coffee is to hot cocoa as espresso is to drinking chocolate. So it's that really much more concentrated, uh, good for your soul, get you going kind of kind of beverage. I wanted to ask you about the, the wall yes. with the photos. The family wall. about that. Yes. The family I wall. I love that wall. Yes, so we cool. call that the family wall. And so the first thing that we wanted to do is, is hang uh, a lot of, you know, people would come in, who, a lot of queer folk are creative, and they're like, I can paint your wall. I can make a painting for your wall. Sure, I'm glad. The walls are made of, like, plaster, and they're kind of, they flow, and mm-hmm. they're not great. And I didn't want to, like, hang somebody's art, and then it, something be damaged to it. And so we just took a whole bunch of command strips, <laughs> and we started hanging up photos of um, historical photos of queer folk and trans folk throughout the ages, because spoiler, we've existed for a while. <laughs> and uh, so um, one of my employees did some searching and found some really cool photos, some of some people who are famous. So we have a picture of Sylvia Rivera and Marsha P. Johnson on our wall. And then some folk who are just in their everyday lives and hanging out with their partners and what have you. And they're all in black and white and they're all in mismatched frames. And it kind of reminds me of like if you would go to like some grandma's house and you see like a wall of photos mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't even really know that person, but somehow I'm related to that person, you know? So we kind of did that same thing. And then people in months started bringing their photos. So we have like this really cool wall of photos of folks who are queer, queer identified and um, with them being in black and white, it kind of flattens the time. Mm-hmm. So it really looks like we're all here present together. And one thing in particular that I like to note on it is um, another one of my employees is a senior drawing major. And I asked her to draw a closet door because you're no less queer if you're not out. So we love you too. You're in our family too. And the whole coming out process is a heteronormative process anyway. If you want to ask me <laughs> questions, I'll get into it. But our family is complete whether or not somebody has to be out to feel like they're a part of the family. Awesome. I yeah. like that. And I like that the family, I mean, because it shows families of all all types and sure. all, you know, all genders and all, all oh, of yeah. that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's a really neat walls thing. And so people can see themselves reflected yep. up there as well. So. Visibility and representation matters. Yep, and absolutely. knowing again that it's not just in this current slice of time, but that we've always been around. Mm-hmm. How did you get into chocolate? Oh, the usual way. <laughs> just eating it? Yeah. Or, okay. So, I I mean, you know, it depends on how you kind of want to talk about it. Like, my grandma uh, had this chocolate chip drawer for cookies, ostensibly. But I never saw a damn cookie, but whatever. <laughs> but I was always like this, you know, three, four-year-old ninja trying to sneak in and just grab fistfuls of chocolate chips. And then I'd get busted every time, you know, because grandmas have that spidey oh, sense yeah. or whatever, right? <laughs> and so... You know, I would uh, sneak chocolate that way or um, I did have my kind of rite of passage of like being a kid and getting your first bite of cocoa powder, which is 
horrible, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. you've been betrayed by something you love dearly. <laughs> um, so, you know, I had a lot of those kid experiences and like my aunt and I are both fans of like, you know, the Hershey's miniatures. Mm-hmm. We'd always, she and I would fight over the special darks. Ooh, those uh, so yeah, like there, there'd be a bag that would have three of the four because we'd already pilfered the other one, right? But then like, I didn't grow up with much of a culture of food at home. So if it didn't like come out of a box bag or a can, I didn't eat it growing up. So it wasn't until I was in my 20s before I started kind of cooking and playing around. And I had a roommate that had a bag of Ghirardelli chocolate chips just sitting on the counter because I think she was doing like a pitch in or something for work. And I looked at the back of the bag and it said Ghirardelli truffles and it had three ingredients. I'm like, well, I can't screw this up, right? So let's get to work making some truffles one day. And and I was like, oh, these are really good. And I was like, oh, wait, you could probably add a bunch of flavors to this. You could probably do all sorts of things with this. And then that was like 2004. And I've just been kind of running, making truffles since. But then Sherry, whenever we were in grad school, she, she had had my truffles. And then we got back together again in 2015, as I mentioned. And she's like, you have a product that has value. And I'm like, sure. And she's like, no, you need to, you need to sell this. You can't keep giving away for free. And I'm like, uh, you know, wishy-washy. I don't know what to do about that. And then she's like, nope, you're not allowed to give truffles away anymore for free. You have to start a business. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, Google, how do I start a business? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, just started kind of pulling out the strings of it. But yeah, I mean, just chocolate kind of, I mean, I've always been a fan of it. And it's something that super accessible but at the same time like it's ubiquitous but we don't ever really get the good stuff we get the mass production quality chocolate and once you get the good stuff then i mean i kind of ruin you at that point so well i was kind of asking can can you can you pop a hershey kiss in your mouth i mean i'm a professional i can (laughs) (laughs) if you force me yeah (laughs) and it's funny because like i'll tell people especially during the guided chocolate tasting events and those events are so much fun i really do get a kick out of them because i i love when people ask me questions nobody can really stump me too much on chocolate I'm a big nerd about it but like if you go into something intentionally you know what you're getting then you can set your expectations right but also if somebody says oh I love a Snickers bar it's my favorite chocolate bar no it's a candy bar that happens to include chocolate so it's again kind of framing and understanding oh I like chocolate bars but actually what you're getting is a candy bar that just happens to have maybe some chocolate included and if you like that that's great you know enjoy it but if you want to have good chocolate then search for it find it be educated and intentional about what you're eating and then you're good all right now the shop has been closed since march since march March. since jump yep Yep. so when i saw um our now listen i'm a hoosier through and through ohio is a trash fire as far as i'm concerned (laughs) (laughs) i i don't care about ohio i have a sister-in-law lives in ohio apologies in advance but anyway you get my point I am a Hoosier, but I was watching their governor doing a lot more proactive uh, guidelines and and rollbacks and lockdowns uh, before our our governor did. And so I thought, it's coming. Mm -hmm. And and then then we just started to, I had like a team meeting. And at the time I had three employees and I was like, listen, y'all, we're going to... We're going to be very careful. We're going to maybe roll back some hours, do this and this. And then and then it just became very clear that, no, we need it. We need to shut down. I wanted them to be safe. I want to be safe. Our space is ostensibly a safe space. And I don't want people to come in and get sick in mm-hmm. our space. So mm-hmm. that's that's not safety at the very bare minimum, right? So, yeah, we've been closed to the public since then. It's been tough, but I can sleep at night knowing nobody's got sick in my shop. That's good. But you are still doing online and things like that? Yep. So we are, it's funny because like the village, as you mentioned before, where we're located, is a tough place to do business because at least three months of the year, you're not doing any business, right? Right. Because the campus is empty. Well, 
you know, summer started early this year. And I remember Karen Fisher from Art Mart said as much to you during Mm -hmm. her episode. So she and I obviously sympathize with that situation together. Um, (laughs) So summer got like a month and a half early. um, But it's a double whammy for me because chocolate doesn't ship in the summer either. So summer's always been a challenging time for me in the business anyway. And then doubly so with the students and then triply so with COVID. So we struggled during the summer months, but we had a GoFundMe that was launched on our behalf. And it really... We were uplifted so much by that, and it got us through the summer. And it got you some media coverage, did it? Oh, yeah. You guys were everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and I just, like, sit there and sob at home every day. I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know about this. This is so much. Blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's just really overwhelming that, you know, a little bit of validation that we do mean something to the community, and that's mm-hmm. that's really heartfelt for me. I don't I don't take that very lightly at all. I'm not going to choke up right now even just thinking about it. <laughs> There's no crying in the studio. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, like, um, yeah, we we had uh, one of our customers say, hey, I want to help out. Can I launch a GoFundMe? And I'm like, I don't know about that with the business. Like, it just didn't feel right. Like, yeah, for nonprofits or people who are getting ready to leave their homes, I absolutely understand the need for a GoFundMe. But for a business, I mean, that just sounds like it's failing. I don't know if I want that. And he's like, I'll take it off your plate. And he did some, asked me some questions and got some details from me and then launched it with no expectations. But he basically set the goal for what I told him my overhead would be for the three months. And then, I mean, the goal was smashed and exceeded in 18 hours, which is, again, it makes no sense to me, right? That in of itself is a story rather than just the story leading up to it. But that GoFundMe story is what got us on Channel 6 News and Indy. And I've kept in contact with Cornelius since then on a couple of other stories. So, because I mean... It's our business is not just us, but like where do we situate ourselves in the community and how can we use our business as a platform? And so with that, I got really kind of fired up about renters issues and, you know, people are getting evicted during COVID and then there's moratoriums, but then they're not. And that all Mm -hmm. just is moving sands. Um, So, yeah, we got a little bit of media coverage and it's worked out pretty well, but our lease does come up to an end in March. So we are getting ready to look at some, you know, either a pause or some options and you know we're kind of flexible and agile we're going to try and figure it out yeah you can't keep us down for long tough decisions to have to make but things that i mean businesses all over the place are facing and thinking about trying to figure out what the heck do we what do we do because you know we it's one way one day and then the next day things change and it's hard telling but i think that outpouring from the community shows how valued you guys are as a business and as people and as a space for the community. So I think that I speaks sure so. highly for you guys. Thank you. I appreciate that. Along those lines, what's the future for the shop? What's the yeah. future for you? Yeah. You think? I know. And it's, you know, I'm going to hang on. I think I'm going to pull out my crystal ball really quick exactly. here. <laughs> Give it a quick Days little polish. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, or if I had a cup of tea, maybe some tea leaves, tea leaves. I'd read into. Um, you know, I'm a person who I'm like super idea person super optimistic person super not reasonable and rational person when it comes to it i'm like oh this is a good idea let's run with it and then i'll see like a million and one hurdles and i'll be like "Mm, those are gonna hurt my shins probably pretty good and i'm just gonna keep trying to run into them until i hit a brick wall right but you know there's a part of me that thinks about you know do i pause at the end of march because i'll be running into the summer anyway and just kind of maybe just regroup take it easy Maybe uh, maybe I launch a new business, and that's kind of something that's cooking in the back of my mind, too. And maybe the new business allows me to reinvest back into Queer Chocolatier in some way and kind of get it back up to where it needs to be. So I don't know. I mean, I think, I think once I get through the holiday season, which is, you know, our Super Bowl, essentially, like we're right now kind of looking at what should be the good, fortunate part of our year. 
through Valentine's even. Mm-hmm. Except that middle bit in January, people lie to themselves and say they're going to be a new person or whatever. Oh, yeah. 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 Liars. Yeah. All of you. But by February, it's all gone again. <laughs> right? So, like, you know, on the other side of Valentine's, it's probably where we'll start kind of really looking more seriously what the future looks like. All right. Tell me a little bit about yourself. What? Where did you grow up at? Are you a Munsonian? No, I'm not a Munsonian. I didn't think so. No. Do I not have that look? <laughs> you said you're a Hoosier through and through, I so am. I know you're here somewhere I absolutely. In the state. So I went to Mooresville High School, so just southwest of Indianapolis okay. in Morgan County. Not named after me or whatever, but, you know, just coincidence. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, that's where I'm from. And then I went to um, Marion College, which is now Marion University. It's on mm-hmm. the west side of Indianapolis. Indianapolis. And then in my early adulthood, I lived in like the Fishers Castleton area. So I kind of just went traversed across like the donut counties in some way, <laughs> kind of just a diagonal up on through, you know, life took me to, I was in Bloomington for a year. And then I came up here to Muncie for Ball State, my, my master's degree. And then I finally left the Hoosier nest and went to Penn State for a PhD. And I dropped out after one year Okay. <laughs> and then um, moved to Austin, Texas. Okay. Yep, as you do, right? Sure. Yeah. And then uh, I loved it there. I really, I really, and actually the one place in the world that I get homesick for is Texas versus even Indiana mm-hmm. sometimes. Came back in 2015 and Sherry and I together, well, she had already actually got a jump start, um, but we moved to Minneapolis and then we came back to Muncie in 2016. So, okay. yeah. All roads lead back to I mean, there's Indiana. a center of gravity in Muncie that just pulls you in, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. if I ever leave Muncie again with no intentions to come back, I'm going to get that jar of dirt packed up. Have you heard that rumor? <laughs> they say if you take a jar of dirt with you, Muncie doesn't know you've left, oh. so you won't come back because oh. you only has Muncie with you, right? Well, maybe that's, that was our problem. <laughs> yep. I've moved to Texas and California, but then I've I've come Always. back. So. Yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can test that theory and see okay. what happens. Awesome. Now, how about an update? About last year, we were talking with Sherry, and she was doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Did she do that? Uh, did it get released? What's the story? She's still doing a lot more background research. She's transitioned to a new role at Ball State, and that has taken a whole lot of her time. She is in the Division of Online and Strategic Learning. Oh, wow. Well, Turns I... out uh, job security, sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I mean, every day is like a crisis. You have to, like, really put out a lot of fires for getting everybody onto online education. Oh, so yeah. that's been quite a bit. The story itself I get really excited about because she's she's really delving into a really deep story that's a very personal story, but also it situates itself so well in like the the time that it was taking place. It was almost a macro level story that we were all kind of experiencing in some way. So I don't know. It's just a really, really cool story that I try not to tell people about because it's her story to tell. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, I'm really excited for when she does do it. Well, that's good. Well, when, yep. when it does launch, we'll maybe have to have her back. On. Yes, I think that's that would be fun. a great thing. What do you like to do for fun? I don't like fun very much. Fun. No fun? No, fun. no, no fun. No. <laughs> I, I generally just don't take life seriously too much. So, I mean, for the most part, everything is fun, you know. I'm a very competitive person, so any games, card games, you know, movies are always good. I love our kittens. They're fun to play with. I actually accidentally kept my laser pointer in my pocket today, so it's on <laughs> my person right now. <laughs> um, you know, I like uh, being outdoors and active and, and all that good stuff. I mean, everything is fun. Okay. Even dishes are fun if you think about it in the right way. Well, you work at a chocolate shop. I mean, like how bad can life be, really? It doesn't get too bad. And if it gets bad, then just pop a truffle and you're pretty all right, yeah. (laughs) And now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions and quick answers. So number one question, what's your favorite band or artist? Favorite band, I would say, is like from way back in the 90s. I'm a big fan of Garbage or Rage Against the Machine. But right now I listen to a lot of like ambient music, like Explosions in the Sky. So those are kind of where I'm at. Hmm. 
Interesting. Are you an early bird or a night owl? I am an early bird, and I even like naps. So sleep is delicious. What's your favorite book? Giant. I don't know if you ever saw the James Dean movie, Giant out in Texas, and it's really good. It's like it's like West Texas story back in okay. the early 1900s. It's it's just really well written, and it's really cool because it's about Texas masculinity in a lot of ways. But it's written by a woman, so I think it's pretty dope. Oh, that's cool. Have you ever met anyone famous? Not in a while. I went to an Eddie Izzard show a while back, and then stood outside and got like an autograph, and Ooh, yeah, that's, said that's great cool. things. Oh yeah, it's pretty. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. What's your guilty pleasure? <laughs> Chocolate? No. <laughs> no. I'm not guilty about that. No, come on now. Uh, so <laughs> it's funny because it's not too much a secret, but boy, I'll pop open a can of Chef Boyardee ravioli, just eat it right out of the can. Really? And I usually do that when Sherry's gone. And it's like a homesick kind of thing. I'm like, where's my wife? She's left me. She's off traveling. I'm just going to forage out of this can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you heat it up or just straight out oh, of the can? Oh, just straight out of the can. Okay. Uh, yeah, don't judge me. No, I'm not judging. No problem. I see the judgment. <laughs> we did a challenge one time with uh, SpaghettiOs, SpaghettiOs with meatballs, and what was it? Chef Boyardee something. It was different. Beefaroni or something. I can't I remember. Know. But anyway, we tasted it, tested them on the podcast, and it was a terrible segment. So. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm sure it is. But I tell you what, I do it, and I just don't look. That and the Totino's party pizzas which oh, yeah. are really misnamed you're not having a party when you're eating a whole pizza by yourself <laughs> i'm gonna say you're they're so small you it's can't a share single them. serving well and I, I could but i won't i mean <laughs> i'm an only child i don't share so. <laughs> what's your favorite movie clue Ooh, gosh and i just the one with tim curry in it? yes okay. it's so good and i <laughs> so shout good. out i shout out all the lines and like one of my college buddies and i we used to take roles and i was always mrs peacock and so, yeah, I, I absolutely love that show through and through. <laughs> absolutely. That's awesome. What's your hidden talent? Uh, so it's not hidden either. Um, <laughs> but I can uh, I can cluck like a chicken. Oh. Okay. And it's very good. Are you, should, can, should we can, ask you to do it? or? Oh, are you, I mean, uh, I, I always ask for consent. Yes, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I will give you my chicken cluck. Are you ready? I'm ready. That With you and Stephanie Hutchison, we could have a farm in here. I'm going to say, she, <laughs> she does house. goat noises. So. I love that. That's great. Do you sing in the shower? Nope, but I do in the car. Okay. What do you she do in the car? Prepare. I uh, like I'll drum 90s, on the... Oh, yeah. Stuff, any, anything. Yeah, pretty okay. much. I mean, yeah. And you say 90s stuff, but it's all transcendent whenever I'm singing it anyway. <laughs> For sure. For sure. All right. Star Wars or Star Trek? I mean, peanut butter and jelly, right? Like, what do you want me to choose? Yes. Uh, <laughs> you could say both. It's so, okay. yeah, both. But I will say that I, I grew up more with Star Wars. But, I mean, I have an appreciation for Star Trek. But I'm still very new into it. But one of my best friends is, like, a super Trekkie. And I probably would tell her to stop listening before I answer this question. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's your most used emoji on your phone? The rainbow and the chocolate bar. Oh, well, I guess yeah, those are fitting. Makes Works. sense. Yeah, it's pretty much on brand. As soon as I did like my first like message on Facebook or or whatever on social media, as queer chocolatier, and I'm like, oh, these emojis are perfect. <laughs> and then so yeah, it just runs from there. Absolutely. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. For sure. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Join us in the studio again. It's Audia Howell. How are you doing today? Good. Your mom has some questions for you. Okay. I do. We're-
we're going to do a child interview. So I'm going to ask you questions and you tell us the answers, okay? Okay. All right. What is your name? Adia Howell. Oh, okay. Do you have a nickname? Zuzu. Zuzu? Yeah. Do people call you Zuzu? (laughs) Do you like it when people call you Zuzu? No. No. Okay. Just Adia. All right. How old are you? Um, six. I'm about to turn seven, November 30th. Very good. How old is your mom, me? How old do you think I am? I'm not writing it down. You tell me how old you think I am. <laughs> 25. 25? Okay, all right. I'll how old that. do you think I am? 45. Oh, you're closer That's with me. Closer with Dad. That's good. I, I remember your last birthday. <laughs> well, he's 46. <laughs> Pretty close. What's your favorite color? Glittery purple. Glittery purple? Oh, we painted your room glittery purple, didn't we? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was pretty cool. What's your favorite food? SpaghettiOs. SpaghettiOs? With meatballs or without? With hot dogs. With hot dogs? Now, wait a minute. Just a while ago, <laughs> it was meatballs. I like hot dogs more. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. What about mac and cheese? Is that is that pretty high on your list? Yeah, that's my second favorite thing. Oh, okay. Who's your best friend? Symphony. Oh, Symphony. From school? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And Caroline Hentrell. Oh, all right. Excellent. Caroline Hentrell is my actual best friend. Mm-hmm. Stephanie's my last, and Liam's my second. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's your favorite song? Girls Like You. Girls Like You? Mm-hmm. What song is that? Let Me Too, like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know the rest of the song because I haven't even listened to it in a while. Okay. What's your favorite animal? A zebra. Zebra. That's a good one. That's why I have a hairbrush that has a zebra. I have a zebra hairbrush. Oh, zebra stripes. What makes you happy? Coloring. Coloring? You're good at coloring. You Mm -hmm. like to do that. What's your favorite place to go? Chocolate. What was it? The chocolate mousse or the barking cow? Barking cow. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I forgot to put a second. (laughs) What do you want to be when you grow up? I don't know yet. You don't know yet? Do you want to go to college? No. No? But I would want to be a lunch lady. A lunch lady? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a good... Somebody needs to be the lunch lady, right? <laughs> Might as well be you. Who loves you the most? Mommy. Mommy. Who's the most fun? Daddy. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> what does dad do all day? Uh, I go outside and feed the cats and do projects outside. What do I do most of the time, though? Do the like, podcast. Do the podcast. You, like, edit it all the time and do work. <laughs> work on the computer. Uh, what are you scared of? What's something you're scared of? The dark. The dark? Okay. And scary dreams. Where does money come from? You make it. Good job. (laughs) Where do you live? In the country. (laughs) Okay. What's your favorite number? (laughs) What? Ten. Ten? Okay. Yeah, because my um, kindergarten number, I was number ten. Oh, okay. Do you have a number in first grade? No. Oh, okay. I think I'm number 18 or 19. I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. What's your favorite movie? Frozen 2. That's a good one. <laughs> you, you look like Ariel, Mom. With <laughs> <laughs> my red hair? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And you got glasses. Ariel doesn't have glasses, though. Well, you do now. Oh, I do, yes. Yep. And now I can see so much better. I love it. Who's your favorite people? Um, Hoodie, Dad, 
and Mommy and awesome. Nana and Papa. Oh, Nana and Papa. Okay. What about Violet? Aunt Violet? She gives you candy every time you visit. I know. <laughs> are you doing virtual school right now? Yeah. So that's why you're at the office with us today. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you excited about Tomorrow, that? Tomorrow, I mean, my, next Monday, I'm coming back. So, yay. Yeah, we already worked it out. She's coming next Monday. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. Good to know. What do you want for your birthday? I don't know yet. <laughs> you don't know yet. Your birthday's two weeks away, girl. I know. Oh, okay. What's your, do you have a favorite? We have a bunch of cats. What's your fa- Which one's your favorite cat? Simon! Simon? Okay. Yeah. And, and the mama cat. Kept well, you know, my favorite cat is that black cat, Smokey, because it catches all the mouses. And Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent is my brother's favorite. Now, he's my all-time favorite because he is a survivor. He is a survivor. But, uh, but Smokey right now, he's the mouser. So I've got the survivor, the mouser. And the other two, three that are freeloaders. They're just freeloaders, yeah. Now you mean so Aria? Yeah, all the other ones. Did we tell you that Smokey caught a mouse during the over the weekend when you were in bed, mm. out in the back room, oh. in my shoe? <laughs> <laughs> Which shoe? My gray shoes that were out in the back room. He caught it and then he got it out and he played with it and then he tried to like put it back in my shoe and they played with it some more and dad called me over to watch it and i was like oh, <laughs> oh gross i hated it so now i'm gonna have to get rid of those shoes because they've had mouse guts in my shoes yeah. gross aria and meatloaf they growl over that that's true. They growl when, they, when they're when they eating something. They kind of grrr at each other. It's kind of weird. Yeah, like, give me the mice. Give me the mice. And then someone catches a new one. Oh, yeah, that's grabs it and go away. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was a bigger mouse. Do you have a boyfriend? No. Okay. Good answer. Does Holden have a girlfriend? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a new development. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite subject in school? Reading... And gym class. Gym class. Now, what's the favorite part about gym class? Parachute and scooter day. Definitely scooter day. I, I feel you on that one. Now, parachutes, I didn't have. I don't remember. I We just did not have a parachute day. We had parachute day. But you had parachute day. Yeah. And a lot of people did have parachute day. But apparently, Mr. Moulton uh, skipped out on us. Yeah, so. you, you got... You got skipped over on that. <laughs> I that. think they didn't even create those. You, they weren't invented yet when Dad was a kid? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you were born a little later. That's true. <laughs> I'm younger, indeed. 25, right? Um, I'm 45, she's 25. Oh, my goodness. He's robbing the cradle over here. <laughs> no, you're, you're um, 46, Daddy. Yes, I'm 46. I got I'm, close. I'm 41, not 25. That's not how old I am. I've been that age in a long time. Okay. I think we're done. done. Bye. Bye. Subscribe and like this podcast. I'll see you next time on Gone Buzz.
Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag GoneBoss. We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K, or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might use it on the show. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone Gone boss. boss.